Get ready, because you're about to get sucked in. Welcome to Down the Black Hole. I'm your host, Coeli, and I'm a starseed who's obsessed with everything cosmic, energy, and otherworldly as it relates to our 3D reality. I consider myself a modern-day philosopher because I love to think. My mind is open to pondering endless possibilities, and as you go down the black hole with me, I hope to expand your mind too. Hey everyone, today we're going to be talking about seasons. So from a modern standpoint, we view seasons as years, months, or kind of like, yeah, essentially what seasons are, which is winter, spring, summer, and fall. And we have this way of keeping time through the seasons. However, there's an archaic definition of seasons known as an indefinite or unspecified period of time. And I have come to believe that the archaic definition of seasons also, there's an overarching theme that goes along with that kind of unspecified period of time. From a historical standpoint, we could also argue that ages, such as like the Dark Age, for example, could be viewed as a type of season. Historians typically like to use dates in order for accurate record keeping, but it's not like we can say exactly, oh, the Dark Ages ended on such and such date at such and such time. That's not exactly realistic, so they kind of tailor it more towards when the the overarching themes of the Dark Age period ended, and that's when they decided, okay, those themes ended in this year, so therefore the Dark Age must have ended in this year. We are constantly going through seasons, actually, whether they're micro or macro, and some of these seasons can be very, very quick, or they can be incredibly, incredibly long, and we can see this mostly in astrology. As the planets revolve around the sun, they're each going through different um, cycles of the zodiac and different zodiac signs, which bring along with them different themes that each of us experience in different ways based on the energy that we already have imbued within us, which we can find like in our birth chart. Currently, we're in the age of the zodiac known as the age of Aquarius. Since there are 12 zodiac signs, each of their ages lasts a period of approximately 2,160 years. And since there's 12 of them, their full cycle takes a total of 25,920 years approximately. In astrology and astronomy, there's different planetary cycles, and each of these planetary cycles moves on a different time scale depending upon the planet and where it's positioned in the galaxy. Planets that revolve more quickly around the sun are also going to go through zodiac signs at a much quicker rate. When we're interpreting transits and birth charts in astrology, We look at certain planets as personal planets versus other planets as generational planets. The reason that we consider them personal planets is because we are able to experience a full cycle of the personal planets much more frequently throughout our lifetime than we are the generational planets, which we may experience maybe twice. Now I'd like to dive a little deeper into this and kind of break down exactly how long each planet stays in a particular zodiac sign and how long that they take to complete a full cycle. Most of us are familiar with sun signs whether we consider ourselves astrology buffs or not. 
With regards to the sun, it does take a full year for the sun to go through each of the 12 zodiac signs, which makes each zodiac sign approximately a month long in time. Now the moon is our fastest moving celestial body and the moon will stay in a particular zodiac sign anywhere from a half day to two and a half days. And it takes the moon about 27 days on average to complete a full zodiac cycle. Mercury is a really interesting planet because it stays pretty close to the sun. It takes Mercury a total of 88 days to revolve around the sun and it will stay in a particular zodiac sign anywhere from 15 to 60 days. The reason for this incredible variation is because of Mercury retrograde and this happens about three to four times every calendar year. Mercury follows the sun incredibly closely and for that reason, they tend to either be in the same zodiac sign at the same time, or Mercury will be in the sign that precedes the sign that the sun is in, or it will be in the sign that follows the sign that the sun is in. I would say about at least 80% of the time, Mercury is going to be in the same sign that the sun is in. Venus tends to follow this rule quite often, but not as often as Mercury. This is because Venus will stay in a particular zodiac sign anywhere from 23 days to two months, which means it can take Venus up to two years to complete a full zodiac cycle. Since it takes Mars two years to complete a full zodiac cycle and it stays in each zodiac sign for up to two months, Venus and Mars tend to travel quite closely to each other. And for that reason, they can often be in the same sign as each other or one will be trailing the other, usually Mars following Venus. So far, the planets that we've reviewed have only taken up to two months um, in each zodiac sign and taken up to two years to complete a full cycle. Jupiter is very different. It kind of sits in the middle between the personal planets and the generational planets, but is typically considered a personal planet just because it doesn't take nearly as long for Jupiter to complete a full zodiac cycle as the generational planets. Jupiter takes 12 years to complete a full zodiac cycle and it will stay in a zodiac sign for up to a year. And while this seems extremely long, when compared to the next planet, which is Saturn, Saturn takes 29 to 30 years to complete a full zodiac cycle where it will stay in one sign for two and a half years. Now, when you compare these two, Jupiter doesn't seem quite in the category of like a generational planet so much as in a personal planet and that's why it's typically considered more of a personal planet. Moving into generational planets. I've already discussed Saturn so we'll move along to Uranus. Uranus stays in a zodiac sign for seven years and it takes Uranus a total of 84 years to complete a full zodiac cycle. Given the average human lifespan, it's possible for us to experience each of Uranus's zodiac signs. However, in regards to Neptune and Pluto, this will not be possible. Neptune stays in a zodiac sign for up to 14 years, and it takes a full cycle, 164 years to be completed, which means that no one alive will experience the full cycle Neptune has to offer with the zodiac signs. Pluto follows this trend because it stays in a zodiac sign anywhere from 12 to 31 years and it takes Pluto a total of 248 years to complete a zodiac cycle. Given the different lengths of time that each planet takes to revolve around the sun, as well as how long it takes each planet to move from one zodiac sign to the next, 
Each day has its own unique energetic signature, which I find incredibly fascinating just because no day is the same as the last or the next. And there are always different planetary seasons occurring, which have a different effect on us based on how the planets are interacting as well as what zodiac sign each of the planets is in. For example, when the planets are in the same sign as the sign that they were in when we were born, we consider this our natal placement. And when this is the case, we feel much more at home, much more at ease. We feel a sense of belonging a lot more strongly because we're familiar with these energies because they are the energies that we embody. So whenever you're having a really good day, a really good week, or a really good month, or perhaps even a really good year, we can possibly link this back to the current planetary transits that are occurring, which are most likely going to be in the same sign as something within your birth chart. The micro seasons that we feel with regards to astrology are definitely going to be felt more with the moon, but you can feel this with the sun as well as Mercury. Um, then it gets further along into Venus and Mars based on just how long did they take to go through each zodiac sign. And as we move into Jupiter, I would say we're kind of moving more towards the macro seasons as we get further into the generational planets and away from the personal planets. One of the most important micro seasons in astrology is the cycles of the moon because the moon moves from one sign to another anywhere from a half day to two and a half days. So every couple of days we're experiencing new energies and new perspectives and this cycle continues each and every month as the moon moves around the sun. The other important thing about the moon, as well as the sun, is that neither one of those ever go retrograde. So we're constantly just experiencing them in full force motion with no period that's necessary for review. And through journaling, I've really been able to discover that certain sun seasons in a zodiac sign affect me in a really great way and others not so much. And the same goes for the moon cycles. There are certain days where the moon is in a particular sign where I feel amazing. And there's other days where I feel like absolute shit. And because I'm more mindful of those cycles and those seasons, I am able to tailor my energy and my thoughts based around, do I need to give more effort into keeping a positive mindset? Or do I need to keep like a better track of my impatience or my anger or frustration levels. And this level of awareness that I've gained is kind of similar to someone who might be struggling with seasonal depression and how they might do different techniques and, and utilize different tools in order to move through that rough period of time in their life. A really interesting thing about generational planets that doesn't just have to do with the type of theme that the people that are alive are going through is that the people that are born through a particular zodiac sign are going to carry along with them certain types of themes. And these themes are going to be more widespread as far as like the number of people that are experiencing them, which is why they're also considered generational planets. Because when you're talking about a personal planet, the personal planets get more into like differentiation of individual characteristics, while the generational planets are affecting masses of people with the same type of themes. This is especially true in regards to Kirin, the asteroid known as the Wounded Healer, because it is considered a generational celestial body. 
And Kieran moves through the zodiac signs approximately about four, every four years, but there are certain exceptions where it will stay in a sign from one to two years or sometimes even anywhere from seven to eight, depending upon the zodiac sign in particular. Kieran serves a very important purpose within the collective because since it is representative of core wounds and each zodiac sign carries with it a different core wound that needs working on, these masses of people that are coming to the planet at a particular time are all going through these same feelings and emotions and, and kind of like lessons and traumas throughout their life that have to do with whatever placement that Kieran is in at the time that they're born. In the spiritual circles, when we talk about raising the vibration of the collective and healing a lot of like the collective's unconscious traumas, Kieran indicates a really important place, um, not just within astrology, but a healing journey as well for where we should focus our attention and our growth. Each of us as an individual is taking on the struggles that Kieran represents, but we are working on them as a collective group that was born into these energies. And while it seems like a very, very personal struggle, it's really so much bigger than just us as an individual. There's so much more that I could say about Kieran, but I really wanna save the best parts of what Kieran represents and how to work with Kieran for my premium content, just because I feel like a lot of people will benefit from this. But again, I don't wanna give this information away for free. However, it will be very cost effective and it's something worthwhile investing in. An incredibly important season astrologically is retrograde season. And this applies for all the planets that are possible to go retrograde, um, which is basically every planet other than the moon and the sun. Retrograde seasons are incredibly, incredibly important because they serve a purpose for us to review everything that we've gone through within the past year or couple months based on whatever zodiac sign we were experiencing. It's essentially a chance for us to go back and make any necessary changes as we move forward so that we're staying on track for what we actually want instead of continuing on a path that we may not want. One of the main reasons a lot of people really fear retrograde seasons is because if we're not living in alignment with what we want or there's kind of a disconnect between our actions and our thoughts and our goals, retrograde season is really going to hit us where it hurts and unfortunately force us to make the necessary changes towards what we do want or towards what will achieve our goals. Pain is the greatest teacher that we will ever have and retrograde loves to make use of this so that we will learn the lesson once and for all. But retrograde seasons do not have to be painful. In fact, they can be very wonderful and it just depends if we're doing like the inner work necessary to achieve our goals, if we're living in alignment. And if we are, then retrograde season is not going to hit us very hard, if at all. From an astrological standpoint, everything that we're imbued with from the time that we're born is for our own benefit of our soul's evolution. And retrogrades are no exception to this rule. They're intended for us to grow. They're intended for us to move forward on our spiritual path. And if we're not doing that, that's why it seems like they're slapping us in the face. I like to think of retrograde season as embodying the three R's, rest, reflection, and realignment. 
So if we've been doing the inner work during a retrograde season, some of us may be able to just take that period to rest. And we can just kind of coast based on what we've been doing because we're just maintaining our alignment at that point. However, those of us that are getting slapped in the face or kind of getting hit harder are going to look towards more of like a reflection period where we look back and we're like, okay, I really messed up here and I should probably change to do this, to realign to these actions and these choices so that I can get back on track. But there's really nothing to fear when a retrograde season comes about. It's just going to present to you opportunities for you to course correct on your spiritual journey and on your path through this third dimensional life we're living. And if we start to look at retrogrades as a very beneficial period, which I personally believe that they are in terms of spiritual growth, then we can look at it as like if anything bad happens to us during a retrograde, it's teaching us a lesson and we're always able to rebuild whatever is broken or whatever is lost afterwards. And yes, it sucks when we're going through shit and life is just coming down on us really, really hard. But in the end, we are going to grow from this and we are going to take these lessons and we're most likely not going to repeat them. So retrograde really did its just duty for us. On a personal note, I know just how hard it can be to maintain a positive outlook in the midst of a shitstorm. And I've had to cultivate a positive mindset because I used to be a really negative, kind of pessimistic person. And whenever something bad would happen to me, I would always just be like, why me? And I wasn't taking personal responsibility or accountability for my life or my actions and when I started to and I changed my perspective everything in my life changed. I try really hard now whenever life throws a tough struggle at me to really just maintain my positive outlook and my positivity because I know that that's my biggest strength against whatever it is that I'm facing and I also know that I try to learn the lessons through every struggle because that's where the beauty of growth lies. I know there's probably a lot of us out there that are going through a shitstorm right now because we have three planets that are currently retrograde as well as an astronomical point that is retrograde as well. So we have Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, we have Neptune retrograde in Pisces, we have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn, and our North Node which is the energy that we're supposed to be moving toward as a collective is retrograde in Taurus. So the stars are giving us a lot of lessons right now. And if we haven't been in alignment with ourselves or on our spiritual journey, then life is really going to be knocking us down right now. If you want to know how to navigate Saturn and Neptune in retrograde, you can definitely check out my Instagram at starseed.coeli and you'll find some info on both of those. I have not written anything based on the North Node in retrograde or Pluto retrograde. However, there's an abundance of information out there. I suggest you guys look into it so you can kind of help yourself get back on track. And so that this retrograde season isn't just going to continue to beat you down. So while this episode has been really short, I hope that you learned a lot as far as the energetic seasons that occur in cycles as we move through this 3D reality and I really hope that you'll take some time out of your week this week to look up your birth chart to understand what the planets are doing when they're going retrograde and how it's affecting you because it's really important to help you get back on track with your spiritual journey and your spiritual growth.
Not to mention, we have Chiron going retrograde on July 19th, and then we have Jupiter going retrograde on July 28th to join the other planets. So we are going into a super serious retrograde season. On July 23rd, I'll be releasing an episode talking all about the different retrogrades that are occurring and kind of what to expect based on the themes of those retrogrades that are in motion. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for joining me down the black hole. I hope your mind was expanded and that you're able to see the world through a new lens. If you enjoyed your journey down the black hole, please subscribe to my channel. And if you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at starseed.coeli. In the meantime, keep your mind open. The universe is full of endless possibilities.